This podcast is a 98 Studios production. This episode is brought to you guys by the 2024 Alchemy Excellence event. Today's the day, baby. Today's the day. Today's the day. Today's the motherfucking day. Today is the day. Today's the day. Today is the day. Today's the day. What up, what up, what up, everybody? Welcome back to Today's the Day with Zach Anderson. And today we have a repeat guest, highly sought after, highly requested. So we're happy to have him back. Welcoming Mr. Doug Cartwright. Thank you so much for being here, brother. I'm excited to chop it up and chat a little bit. We got some exciting things to talk about, actually, too, that'll be very applicable and kind of a call to action to people. So thank you for being here, man. I, I appreciate you. It's good to see you as always. It's great to be back in this chair. Happy to be back in Utah, flying in just for the pods. So. I love it. I love it. That That's called dedication. We're right dedicated. There. Um, so dude, to kick it off and we're going to go all over the place, I'm sure. And la- last podcast, we went through your story a little bit, which was awesome. Super, super insightful. Talked about your book and a few other things. Um, and right now in life kind of, and anyone who listens consistently has heard the the ad for the alchemy excellence summit that you have coming up end of January, right? January yeah. 23rd and 24th. Um, so let's dive in and talk about that a little bit. I'm stoked to go and attend and speak at it and everything like that. And you've got some incredible stuff lined up. So give us the rundown. Where did it come from? What is it? What should people expect and why should they go? Yeah. Um, the alchemy excellence has one major goal and intention, and it's just to provide unreal value, um, at a high level. And, you know, I, I grew up in Utah. I was part of the door to door sales group in Utah. And then you leave when I left, I lived in Austin, Texas for a little bit. And now I live in Los Angeles and those that leave kind of the, the bubble, um, I've realized that we have access to some of the most incredible training not just for sales, but for business, for mm-hmm. entrepreneurship, for health and wellness, for internal well-being. And uh, it's not as accessible outside. And so being a part of this network and this group, I just wanted to bring together some of the most incredible speakers, uh, most uh, insightful entrepreneurs together, and just to share that knowledge on, on, a, on a bigger scale and provide value. And so the, the the goal of the, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, is it a sales event? And absolutely, we're going to talk about sales um, from the from industry experts. You know, we've got Ty Williams coming, VP of Sunrun, Todd, I mean, founder of Vivint, obviously, Casey Ba, Jeff Mendes. So a lot of these incredible sales speakers. And um, one thing that's very consistent is I would say maybe there's 1%. If you think of like the door-to-door sales industry or sales in general, 1% of people like that's like their full-time career. Like mm-hmm. it's going to be a 20 year thing. Mm-hmm. Very, very few people are in that industry for that long. And majority of people in the industry, whether you're in solar alarms, pests, you know, vacuums, doesn't matter roofing. It's usually a means to an end. And from my perspective, looking out, there's so many incredible entrepreneurs who got their start in door to door for sure. Yeah. And so the purpose of this event is not only how do you master this sales game while you're in it, but also how do you start building and thinking and growing and becoming an entrepreneur to build the next thing? Mm-hmm. And so bringing in incredible entrepreneurs as well, you know, Adam, Adam Webb, who's a you know seven figure and real estate investor. We're bringing in uh, Kelsey Wells, who is, you know, a world renowned health empowerment coach for women across the world. Um, I'm bringing in Mike Lee, who's a speaker in California, who does a lot of the mental training for some of the top athletes in the world. Uh, Bridget Hilton, who wrote The Exceptional Billionaire, who did a, it's a top selling book, who studied billionaires all across across the world and what attributes do they have in common. So not only are we going to give you like sales training and whatnot and get you motivated, but we're also going to give you skills and insights on how to build the next thing, Mm -hmm. right? Get you inspired thinking bigger than the door to door. What's, what's the next play going to be? How do you become a world-class entrepreneur? How do you become world-class in your health, in your fitness, um, and in, in your learning as well? And so the, the, the event the, or excuse me, the intention of the event is just bring in the most powerful people to share the most wisdom so we can all become the truest, you know, most authentic expressed versions of ourselves. I love that. And I think that that hits it right on the head from what I would expect and hope for it to be. So then for people listening, what kind of person does this type of event benefit? So I've, I've attended a lot of events and they've always kind of blown my mind. And it's been like, 
eye-opening. And the first few that I attended was like, oh, is this going to be worth it? It costs money, right? And Jeff Mendez, we had him on recently. Like one of the things he says is those who pay, pay attention, totally. right? And I'm, I'm very, very grateful that everything that I had done had costed me money because I, I valued it when I got there. I yeah. showed up on time. I listened the entire time. I wasn't dipping to go get food. I was hanging out. So my question for you is like, who... Who could this benefit and who is this designed for, built for, made for, and who's, who should come to this thing? Yeah, that's a great question. And when I look back at my career trajectory and I'll, I remember being 20 years old, just got recruited to work at Vivint and I was all inspired and I was motivated and being introduced into a community of other people who were making great money, who are having great impact, who had healthy relationships, who were investors, I could see them and I, and I wanted to get to that level Mm -hmm. and I didn't really quite know how, but I knew that there was more inside of me Mm -hmm. and I wasn't sure to how unlock it. Mm -hmm. And, um, Tony Robbins talks a lot about how proximity is power. You have to be around the people that are doing what you want to be doing. Yep. And we've also heard the quote, your network is your net worth. Yep. And so in my experience, getting to meet people like that, being in the same room, learning from them uh, has completely changed my whole life. And so this event is for anyone who knows that they're capable and destined for more. Mm. They have that itch. Like there's like this burning desire inside of you where it's like, I can be doing more. I can earn more money. I can start investing. I can get in better shape. I can have healthier relationships. I can have a connection to something beyond myself Mm. and, and they can, they can kind of see it, but they're not quite sure how to get there. Alchemy excellence will lay down the map of you're at point a, you want to get to the top of the mountain. This is exactly how you do it. Yep. So it's really, you know, yes, again, we'll talk about sales and recruiting and stuff and whatnot, but more importantly, this is just how to become the, the best version of yourself and live a life of excellence mm. in 2024. I love it. I love it. I, I think it's going to be awesome. I have a ton of my coworkers, my family, a ton of people showing up that, that I'm excited for them to experience it. Cause I think it's gonna be really special. Yeah. We're filming this on December. What is it? 30th, 29th, 29th end of December, yeah. end of December. We're almost sold out. So by the time that this goes live, they'll be very, very limited. We can only hold 300 people there mm-hmm. and it's, we're almost sold out. And so if, you know, by the time this comes out, if you're, while you're listening to this, like you need to go register right now for the event Yep. because and where can everyone register? Yep. So, uh, they'll put a link. I'm sure you guys will put links in there, but yep. alchemy sales coaching.com. Um, it's on my Instagram link bio as well. Uh, it's the link in my Instagram bio as well and, and get these tickets. I promise you by the, you know, a couple before the event, it definitely will sell out. Yep. And I will say this as well. One of my favorite things I've ever done, um, as far as giving gifts or like giving to someone, and maybe you're in a position where you're way more fortunate than somebody else in some way. Like there's, there's few things that would be as impactful to someone to go and, and spend a little bit of money to help them right? As an event like this, like this is something where if you've got a little brother that you think could use it, go with him, right? If you've got a family member that's struggling or a friend or a significant other, that this is totally outside of their realm, take them to it and let them go and experience it. And maybe they'll learn something that's impactful and helps them. I, I think that's like one of the biggest takeaways from the Tony Robbins events that I've attended and everything. And I just went with my girlfriend to the last one and it was super, super special. It was different from when I have gone alone and I've, I've gone with my little brother and my cousin to, to other events, to other Tony Robbins events. And I'm like, dude, that's like, that's where it's super, super special. Cause if, yeah. if, if this is totally up your alley and you're already planning on it, you already got your ticket, go try and find a couple people to go and take with you. Cause it's, it's a really cool experience to watch other people get out of it, what you might get out of it, or maybe things that you might not even get out of it. It might be impactful in a different way for them. So, yeah. And what, you know what, I'm feeling generous. I think for anyone who's listening to this right now, still, uh, as you should be embraced in this conversation, I'll extend the, the tickets are 400 bucks. I'll extend the code early bird. It's, it's technically shuts off today, but I'll keep it live through this podcast launch. Early bird 24 will get you a half off ticket. I love so, it. There, I mean, 199. That's like, there's, there's no reason why you shouldn't be there. I love it. Yeah. Take, take the time, take the money, invest in yourself and, and reap the rewards of it. I promise it's worth it when you do every dollar you invest in yourself is, 
guaranteed to go 10x in the future. Um, so yeah, I, I love it. I'm excited for that. And and I kind of want to pick your brain on a few things. So I was thinking as as you were coming into town to do this, um, uh, thinking of if, like questions I want to ask you, so on and so forth. And and I think the first one and the biggest one because it's so predominant right now. Um, and and my preface to the question is the world is just a crazy ass mm-hmm. place right now. Like it's, there's, there's consistent nonstop, like fear trying to be pushed down your throat or uncertainty or polarizing differences or all of these kind of trivial arguments that turn to very serious, very emotional arguments. Yeah. Um, and there's also a ton of like a ton of vices. There's a ton of negative rabbit holes people can go down with whether it's substances or just rabbit holes in general. Um, and you do, you do coaching for a lot of people in their early adult, in their early adult life. And and my question for you is what is a few things or the biggest things that you see that every young adult, mid adult, 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 or anyone should avoid to go and have a successful, fulfilled, happy, peaceful life. Like yeah. w- w- what do we need to avoid? Um, I think on a bigger scale, I think that what we need to avoid, and this is a little bit more philosophical, is I think a main problem in the world is that people have these constructs and ideas of how the world is supposed to be. And they believe that my viewpoint is right. Mm-hmm. So I have a view of how I think people should live. I think I have a viewpoint of how the government should work and who should we should vote for and have an idea of what's the right way to be a upstanding citizen. And the problem is, is, Everyone thinks their viewpoint is right. And so they go out and push their viewpoint onto the world and it creates a lot of chaos. Mm-hmm. And so I think going macro uh, is going into life with an open mind and mm-hmm. realizing that no one really has the answers and everyone's entitled to their own opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't mean that it's moral or just or in integrity, but it's really like being having an open mind and honoring and respecting other people's opinions. And just because you believe something doesn't mean that it's true. Yeah. I love that. That's, that's true. Yeah. Just because you believe it doesn't make it true. And that causes a lot of friction. So what are some actual things we can do um, to avoid this friction and this tension? One thing I just want to bring it up, you know, it's December right now, but 2024 is an election year. Yep. And if we learned, which any, gets crazy, if we learned anything about 2020, <laughs> right, it just creates in, we're in for a roller coaster chaos, absolute <laughs> chaos. So, sharing publicly, I've made a commitment to myself in the year 2024, I am not going to have one conversation in regards to presidential election. I'm just not going to squash my next question. I'm just not going to have a conversation. <laughs> I was I'm, just going to ask you about it. I'm going to vote. I'll <laughs> vote. I, I don't know. I'm not, we don't even know who the candidates are yet, but I'm going to vote, but I'm not going to have a conversation about it, which is probably really healthy. Yeah. Why, why, like why make that commitment? I don't think I know of one person whose life was better off after having a political conversation last year. True it only just created things worse and, and you know, it, it created resentments and tension and, and frustration towards people you love and care about. Yep. And, um, it did not bring value to my life and I got caught up in it a little bit in 2020 and I was able to kind of put it aside, you know? So for me, I've, I've completely eliminated the news. Right. And which is so smart. No, like not only do I not follow the news, I block it. So I, I don't get the alerts. I turn off notifications on my phone because um, it's so important what I take in. And I promise you this, like the things you need to hear about, you'll hear about. For sure. Your friends are going to talk about them. Your mom or, you know, your parents are going to talk about them. And so you're still going to be informed. But if you think about the majority of news that's getting pushed to you, it's just garbage. 100%. You know, the news has one job and that's to make every problem your problem. To get views. They would right? eat eyeballs. Because exactly. And so, you know, how do we, you know, coming with this storm that's coming in, I would say, turn off the news. I would say, still be an informed voter. So let me, I'll tell you how I'm going to vote. This is how I'm going to vote. I have really close friends who I consider very smart, who are, I would say, you know, very strong left and very strong right. And before the election, I'm going to call them. 
and I'm going to say, why are you voting for X and X person? And then I'm going to call the other side and say, why are you voting for X and X person? And I'll spend one day on it and I'll make a decision. And that's it. I like it. I like it. Yeah. What, so what, so I love that. And I think that's like one of the biggest things that I've realized as I've gotten a little bit older, I'm still young, but as I've gotten older is like, dude, the news is a terrible place. And the fact that so many people are stuck, like when I walk into customers' houses or friends' house or whatever, and the news is on, regardless of the news state, like it is like, it's never good news ever because good doesn't sell. So walking away from the news, I think is super, super valuable. And I I love that. And I also think it's very important to realize what you said, that if you should hear about something, you will. You will. If something big enough is happening, it will be talked about outside of the news. and, And there's probably a lot that you don't even need to know that will be talked about talked about outside of the news, but there's no need to go consume it 24 yeah. seven. So that's awesome. Avoid the news. Like I, I like that. What else? Yeah. So a couple of things I would say, turn off notifications on your phone, right? I have texts, email and phone calls that can come in. My social media, uh, notifications don't come through. Right. Cause I think a big issue and I'm, I'm a, I'm a victim of this as well as we're so addicted to dopamine and our, and our phones, that it pulls away from our gift of concentration and mm-hmm. our gift to focus and drop in into flow state. And when we're, whether we're journaling or we're having conversation or we're dropping in and we're being creative or working on our projects and our phone is lighting up because so-and-so liked your last picture, right? It pulls you out of that zone of genius. True. And so one thing that's been really, really helpful for me, you know, actually I'll give you a couple, right? So it's turning off notifications on the phone. Um, and I would say, the, the two, there's two habits, you know, we, we talk a lot about habits and everyone's like, okay, what's your morning routine and whatnot. There there are two actual habits that have made a significant difference in my life and have have greatly improved the quality and satisfaction in my life. Uh, The first one is blocking and not watching the news. Mm -hmm. And the second one, it's going to sound silly, but it's, uh, I call it no phones in bed and it's getting your cell phone outside of your room. I I have not slept with my cell phone in my room for probably seven years. And it is by far one of the most impactful uh, habits and a couple of reasons. And I'll tell you why. So first, first off, everyone listening to this, go buy an alarm clock, order one on Amazon right now. They're like five bucks, right? Buy an alarm clock, have an alarm clock in your room. Secondly, no phones in bed. Uh, There's a couple of huge things. and And I've worked with a lot of clients on this. First is what do you do before bed? Every night, if your phone's in your room, you're scrolling, you know, for 30, 40 minutes, yeah. right? Watching mindless content that's coming in. And a lot of this content is going to create a negative reaction inside of us. Um, there's this comparison game where I'm not doing enough. I'm not having fun. I'm not making enough money. This person's prettier than I am. This girl's cute. I got to get into her DMs talking about, I don't have a cute, you know, it's going to create the, these stories. So first off, we're getting rid of that. Secondly, um, the blue light from your phone delays the natural melatonin release uh, in your body. So you're actually going to postpone your first REM cycle. So you're, it's going to affect your quality of sleep. Mm-hmm. Next thing, and this is a topic that gets brought up a lot, you know, working with a lot of young men, it's pornography, right? If you, a lot of people watch porn on their phone before they go to bed. And porn is, is I think one of the number one killers for success I remember reading an article when I lived in Austin, Texas in Scientific America that just talked about this is what porn does to your brain. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like an ethical thing or whatnot. I was just like, this is what happens. And it, that, that scared me, scared me. And went cold turkey uh, 20, 28, uh, December 2019. Um, and the quality of my life has gone up drastically. So getting your phone out of your room also eliminates the ease of accessing porn. So I, I, a lot of the mm-hmm. guys I work with that have a porn issue, it's like, hey, let's get your phone out of the room. Yep. And that's helped drastically. Uh, and then we also kind of use the phone as reverse psychology because we are addicted. I mean, raise my hand first. We're all addicted to our phones, yep. me included. And so if my phone is in my uh, office charging, when I wake up in the morning, there is a pull and an urge to want to know what's happened on my phone overnight. So it almost gives me a little bit of an oomph to get out of bed. That's cool. I never thought about that. And I have one rule is that when I, I'm I'm not allowed to leave my room in the morning until I make my bed. 
Mm-hmm. So my alarm goes, clock goes off. I get out of bed to turn off my alarm clock. It's not in reaching distance. It's across the room. Mm-hmm. I then make my bed. And then I go out to check on my phone and see what's going on. I do check my phone first thing in the morning. It's probably a habit I can change as well. But if I leave my room in, early in the morning and my bed's made, what's the probability I'm getting back in that bed? Very low. Very low. Yep. 100%. So getting the phone out of the room, uh, it, it's completely changed my life. And another thing too, if eventually, you know, the first week or so is t- hard because we have this habit of being on our phones in our bed. Yeah. But we, what happens is you train your body that when you get in bed, it's time to go to sleep. Mm. So a huge, another massive impact I've seen, anyone who has a trouble falling asleep, you get your phone out of your room and your body subconsciously learns like, oh, I'm in bed, it's time to go to sleep. So I start falling asleep a lot faster. I never toss and turn anymore. I fall asleep really, really quickly because my body knows that when we're in bed, we go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that was a lot of benefits to this one habit. But like, if you're looking for a habit, like 2024, I'm getting clean on my habits. I'm, I'm doubling down, you know, by far without, you know, get your phone out of your room. Uh, the benefits are astronomical. I love that. I, I, I like that a lot. And I, I love when people come on and give advice. It's like a tangible thing. Like that is a very simple thing. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to take any other advice from the podcast, you don't want to do anything else. You don't want to go and do anything and you just start sleeping with your phone outside of the room, you will see noticeable differences. And I've had phases in my life that I do that. And admittedly, I'm absolutely not very good at it. But when I do it, and I, and I want to bring up the next thing, other habits that we talk about within alchemy, but when I do it, it's, it's, it is way easier to fall asleep. It's way less distracting. And if, if you're going to sleep with a significant other or a wife or husband or whatever it may be, you're way more present. Even if you're not tired, then you can have an actual conversation rather than just sitting next to each other scrolling and everything like that. So I, I love it. And I also, you mentioned something like your body is trained to know when it's in a certain place, it does certain things. And if you mesh that, right. And what I mean by that is if you're on your phone everywhere, then your body, it doesn't know what it's supposed to do, where and when, like there is certain chairs in my house that when I'm sitting in that chair, I'm reading. Mm. And I, I literally like, and it's funny, it's in my office downstairs, but I literally, when I sit in the chair, I'll throw my phone on the floor across the room. So I, I don't ever compromise that, that instinct of, oh, when I'm sitting here, I'm either, I'm either working at my, com- when I'm at my computer, I'm on my computer, I'm not on my phone, right? When I'm sitting in this certain chair, there's nothing special about it, but that's where I read. That's like, and I, and even though I don't read as much as I should, when I go and I sit in that chair with a book, I read, it's, it's like when you go and you sit in bed and you pull out your book and you open it and then you start to read, but then you have your phone next to you. So then you look at your phone and then you try and keep reading. Then you look at your phone and then eventually you just close the book because you only have, you want to go to bed soon anyway. So you just want to scroll for 10 minutes before you go to bed. And it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's very, very true. Your body will learn what you do where if you're consistent with it and if it's habitual. Um, my next question for you is in, in alchemy, we talk, we talk about the three M's. So I want mm-hmm. you to kind of go over that because I know there's people in alchemy that benefit greatly from this, from the people that, that I take calls with and we chat. It's a massive, massive deposit in their life in a lot of ways, energetically, everything. So what are the three M's? What does that mean? And, and what are, what was the point? What are they? Yeah, the 3M morning routine is something I coined in 2019 as I was, you know, in in the creation mode. And, and the 3M routine is it's a very foundational morning routine um, just to get you supercharged and get you into a peak state to create um, and, and just elevate your life at, at a different level. And it's very basic, right? 3M. First M is movement. 30 minutes of movement. Every day. I don't take days off. I mean, I guess a, a day off for me is like a really slow yoga flow. But when I move my body, it kind of just wakes everything up. So the first M, 30 minutes of movement. And it can be longer, right? You can go do a one hour CrossFit class and kill yourself doing push presses, whatever. It doesn't matter. But minimum 30 minutes of movement. Yep. Um, the second M stands for motivation, Right. So 20 minutes every day of motivation of feeding your mind daily. So this can be listened to an inspirational podcast. This could be a journal exercise. This could be reading a book. This could be learning a new skill for marketing or entrepreneurship. So 20 minutes every day feeding your mind uh, specifically in your craft. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the final M is meditation. 10 minutes of just silence with your breath, bringing it all together. Um and touching back on the second piece of motivation, I also include the, those that follow me on Instagram know that I post a lot about, and I have a, a paper and I, I'll write, who is Doug Cartwright? 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I list all of the attributes I'm trying, I'm trying to embrace. Um, and you know, I'll, I'll take a, a side, a sidestep here. Cause I do want to talk about this doing this. Who am I exercise? And fun fact, my, my sister-in-law, Melanie for my for Christmas, she made me a custom book, like a hardcover book that says who is Doug Cartwright. And it's one of my favorite gifts I've ever received. That's awesome. But there's two affirmations or attributes that I've been, I write that are the first two every single time. And it's changed my life. And so when I say, who is Doug Cartwright? The first one I say is I am a force for good. Doug Cartwright is a force for good. And number two, Doug Cartwright is a joy and pleasant to be around. I love that. Every day I write that down. I'm a, I'm joyful and I'm pleasant to be around and I'm a force for good. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's, and it's changed the way I interact with life. Well, that's because you're, you're creating an identity that you believe to be true. And the most powerful force in a human being is, is the need for them to act aligned with their identity of themselves. So it's like, you're, you're literally deciding exactly how you're going to be. And then it shows itself as you go through life. That's very cool. Yeah. And and staying on that, I had a conversation with a friend in, uh, in, in LA last week and you know, there's we go through these phases of like, I want to be a, you know, they, they said it, they said it greatly. So it, someone said in your twenties, uh, you're trying to be your twenties, twenties to thirties. You're trying to be someone Yep. thirties to fifties. You're trying to be no one. Right. And then fifties and above, you're trying to be everyone. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is like this spiritual path. Like you're trying to prove yourself. I'm, I'm here to, I'm worth it. Right. And then you go through this phase of like, I don't care what anyone thinks about me. I'm just gonna do my own thing. And then as you get into your older years, it's like, you just want to be a force for good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so s- someone asked me, you know, and those that have followed me and listened to the previous podcast, but I had a really intense, call it a spiritual awakening and a spiritual path. And the more I, I, I study spiritual development and Buddhism and, and whatever it may be, it really comes down to one thing, like a person who's living a, a life, an enlightened quote unquote, I'm, I'm careful with that word, but like an enlightened life. Yeah. They're pleasant to be around. 100%. The highest path you can walk is, are you a force for good? And do people enjoy spending time with you? Like, are you joyful, cheerful, and are you pleasant to be around? Yeah. Like that's it. Like, 100%. That's it. 100%. I like that. And you do that every single morning, right? Every morning. Part of, it's part of my three M, right? And then that final M is, you know, the meditation piece. And, one thing I have to emphasize on that is just like, I don't think enough people are taking enough time to sit by themselves alone mm-hmm. with no distractions, no distractions. I have music. I'll play music, Yeah, but I have what's called an inspiration chair in my house. No, you have that chair where you read. Mm-hmm. I have an inspiration chair in the morning. I'll sit in it with no intention, but I'll have my journal and I'll listen to music and I'll just kind of just jot thoughts as they come. Like yeah. it's kind of like a sacred creation space. And some of my best ideas that I've ever had have come from that space. So that 10 minutes of a, a develop a daily practice of silence. Yeah. You know, it, 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 it'll change. It'll change you. And from me to everybody, that's the hardest part. The meditation, 10 minutes of meditation, 30 minutes of movement. Most people do that right in some form or fashion. If you don't absolutely do it, that'll, that'll change your life alone motivation that's also easy like it's like it's it's exciting to go consume something that's motivating right meditation is freaking hard mm-hmm. like and it it gets easier the more you do it but it's 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 always hard it's never easy in my experience and it gets to the point where it does get easier but it's hard to do and i don't know why i don't understand why it's so hard to go and like literally put your phone away sit down sit in silence or have music playing and just sit there and don't do anything like don't get up and do anything like try and sit there. It's very, very difficult. And I'm not entirely sure why, but probably because we're so overstimulated. Yeah. I think it's a couple of things. I think for me, what's been powerful in my meditation practice, and I'm not a meditation wizard by any, by any means, but it is a daily practice for me. That's important. And meditation for me, made the switch of learning to love the life I was actually living Mm. rather than constantly anxiously fighting for the life I thought I was supposed to be living. 
What up, everybody? Thank you guys for listening. Today's show is brought to you guys by the Alchemy Excellence 2024 event. I want to tell you guys a little bit about that and then get you guys a discount for that. Um, but the Alchemy Excellence event, it's coming up. It's January 23rd and 24th. For those of you guys that are wanting to start your year off huge, anyone who's in sales and recruiting, owns a business, whatever it may be, the, the lineup of speakers is incredible. We have Todd Peterson confirmed, Kelsey Wells, Doug, myself will be, will be presenting, um, Jason Shaw, Casey Baugh, Jimmy Rex, Jeff Mendez. The, the list is amazing. And that's only some of the speakers. Um, it'll be a, a little, a short two day event absolutely worth your time. Again, if you're trying to go and start your year off right, these are the type of events that put you in proximity with the people who will push you to the next level. Um, and even if you're dominating, if you're on an absolute roll, it never hurts to go and get a little bit better. So mark it on your calendars. It's the 23rd um, and 24th. And then use the code earlybird 24 for 50% off your tickets. Um, I strongly encourage anybody Anybody, anybody, anybody who wants to have a big 2024 to go and get your tickets. And I'd love to see you guys there and to chat about the podcast and everything else. So I'll see you guys in January. Until next time. Hey, what's up, guys? I want to take a second to thank today's sponsor for the podcast. Um, the dudes who run this company are some of the coolest dudes that I know. The company is killing it. Um, and I personally use the product multiple times. But the sponsor today is King Cool Plunge. They make the best local cold plunges that I've ever, ever used. And those of you guys that know me, you know, I love to sauna. I love to cold plunge and they absolutely kick ass. So make sure you go check out King Cool Plunge on their website. That's K-I-N-G-K-O-O-L-P-L-U-N-G-E.com. Um, and use code TTD for $350 off. Mm. It helps you be a lot more present. It brings you to the present moment. Right. It brings me present and learn to appreciate and have gratitude for where I am on my journey today. Mm -hmm. Rather than like, I've got to hustle and grind. And, you know, there's, there's this common concept of like, people think that their ship's just about to come in. If I can just get around this corner, if I can just get my finances in order, if I can just make the money here, if I can just get a partner, if I can just get in shape, then, then things will be okay. Then, then, then we can start living. Yeah. And I know I always ask, you know, clients, you know, Acme clients, like, how is that? How is, how is living like that going for you? Yeah. <laughs> Not very good. It's never ending. Never ending. Right. Yep. So for me, meditation really, you know, meditation plus gratitude, I would say allows me to learn to love where I am in my journey today. Yeah. I love that. I love that a lot. And what do you say to someone who tries to meditate and they sit there and they're like, dude, I keep getting freaking distracted. I keep thinking about random shit. Like I don't like. It's just like chaotic when I try and meditate. What's your advice to them? That's, that's what's supposed to happen, right? That's like, that's what happens when you sit and meditate is you cannot silence your mind. Yeah. That's, that's not the goal of meditation. It's not to quiet your mind. It's to build a healthy relationship with your thoughts. Mm -hmm. And all there's sometimes I'll sit down and meditate and I have very calm, quiet thoughts and it's very peaceful. And other times I sit down and it's chaos up there. Both are perfect. Mm -hmm. Right. But if you do it enough, right. There's a reason meditation is so popular, but if you do it enough and practice enough, you'll have these moments where you call it dropping in mm -hmm. and you'll drop in and you're like in this really incredible intuitive flow and time goes by really fast and you're gaining insights. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my favorite analogy then is, you know, remember like those really old radios where you had to have the, the turn dial and there was like a lot of static. Once it got to the right place, and it got it, clear. If you got to the right place, you'd get a really clear signal. Mm-hmm. You know, life is, there's a lot of static in life. What my meditation practice does for me is it allows me to get that clear message and insight. It gets the, it gets the radio signal in perfectly so I can get a clear message, whether you call it, say it's from God or the universe or just your natural intuition. Mm -hmm. It allows me to get that message. Yeah, no, um, I, I love that. And a lot of times it, there is a lot of static and that's okay. 100%, yeah. And that, that the reason I bring that up is because for me, when I started even like, getting into meditating or thinking about it when I finally got over the hurdle of like, Oh, that's some woo shit that doesn't work. And I'm like, okay, like let's give it a go. And then since I've had points in my life where it's extremely, extremely beneficial to go and really listen to your intuition. And as you call it, like lean into it or, or surrender. Right. Um, and the reason I bring that up is because when I first started, like I almost felt like I was like, my brain was wired to look at it as like doing it right or wrong. It was black or white. It wasn't an art form. It was science. Right. And it's like, oh, clear your mind. Or I'd even listen to a guided meditation and I'd find myself like 
five minutes in and I'd be like opening my eyes because I was bored or I was whatever. Right. And I, and I, that honestly discouraged me from meditating for quite some time until as I became more familiar, listened to more podcasts, right. Read more, more about it and, and kind of studied it and then talked to people who practiced regularly. It was like, no, there's not really a right or wrong way to do it, but sitting alone with yourself and your thoughts is extremely valuable, like extremely valuable. And a lot of people are scared to do it, mm-hmm. right? Because it's sometimes a pretty freaking scary place. Like you sit alone with your thoughts for long enough at, at certain points in life. And it's one of the most terrifying things you can do. So I, I've, I've learned to love it. And when I'm struggling, I find that I'm not in touch with myself. And that's one way to get in touch with yourself. So I, I love that you brought that up. And, and I love that you expressed those other parts of it as well. Um, Kind of, kind of pivoting a little bit. So I know, I know we talked about, we've talked about, you obviously coach a lot of people. You coach some very, 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 what you could call successful people. You coach some people who are on the come up, whatever it may be. And this question is more catered towards those people who maybe they're really happy in life, but they're trying to go figure out how to go be successful in even a monetary way. Right. And I know it's not the only way, but it is a way. And a lot of people listening. Yeah. A lot of questions that I get is like, dude, how do you get through like when you just don't have any clue what to do, whatever it is, right? Or I struggle with this or I'm trying this and it's not working, but it's working for everyone around me or whatever it is. My question for you, and this may be more of a literal monetary like question is the successful people that you either know, connect with, um, coach, whatever it may be, what attributes do these people have that you see the people who are not finding that success in their given field they don't have? And I know it's more of a literal question, but I yeah. think it's super, super valuable for people to hear. Yeah, it's a great question. And um, I'm actually going to talk a lot about this in my next book that's coming soon. Um, we'll do another pod when that comes out in a year or two. Yes, but, we um, will. The, the difference is this, is I think that one of the greatest gifts we have as human beings is resistance. And all of us experience resistance in some way, whether that's going to the gym or eating healthy or building the business or going to knock doors or recruiting, right? We all experience resistance in some capacity. There's something we know that we could be doing or should be doing and we're not Mm -hmm. because we feel the force. It's like this invisible force that presses against us. And it also in our head says we're not good enough or we're not capable. And it comes up in thoughts and it comes up in feelings and it comes up in this pressure. And this resistance can be overwhelming and stressful and it holds a lot of people down. You know, you think a lot of people right now, it's, it's kind of popular where everyone wants to have a personal brand and post on social media and whatnot. But a lot of people don't do it because there's have resistance of what other people will think about them. Yep. Right. That's, that's one example. So another word for resistance is fear. Like as you're, as yeah. you're describing it, I'm, I'm yeah. imagining in a lot of cases, yeah. fear is a big, a big form of resistance. Right. A huge, a huge form of resistance. And so why I think resistance is such a gift is because a lot of us, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, you're going to be someone who has aspirations and goals, right? And you want to get to the top of the mountain. And a lot of times, like, I don't even know where to start. I don't know where to go. I don't know who to call. I don't know what to do. I don't know where to move. I don't know what my next step is. Yep. The reason resistance is a gift is because I think it's a gift from God that is telling you exactly what to do next. Mm-hmm. It is God saying, here's your to-do list. What do I resist the most in my life? Make mm-hmm. a list. One, two, three. And pretend that was a letter mailed in the mail by God saying, Zach, here are your next three steps. (laughs) Yeah, I understand that. And the difference between those, you know, I work with multiple, multiple seven, eight figure uh, uh, business owners as well that I coach. I also coach, you know, guys who haven't made 100K yet, right? The difference between the two is those that are successful lean in to the resistance and they do the thing they know that they're supposed to do and they overcome their fear. They still feel scared. They don't not feel scared. They don't not feel the resistance, Yep. but they do it anyways. Yep. They do it anyways, right? You cannot skip steps. You have to do the work. hundred percent. You can't, there's no way around it. You can't beat around the bush. You, you know, my favorite analogy is with push-ups. Imagine I wanted to get really, really good at push-ups. 
And so what you see in a lot of time in society now is people like, okay, I'm going to go listen to all the podcasts on pushups. I'm going to go hire a pushup coach. I'm going to go get new shorts. I'm going to go get the gym membership to do the pushups and people do everything but pushups. Yep. And I think that's actually that, that, and as you're saying this, this is what I'm thinking, right? Because obviously working with a lot of younger, younger guys in, in every type of situation you can imagine, that is like the number one trap is those people, they think they're doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. Like there's a way to be like, okay, like there's a certain level of understanding of, oh, that's what I should be doing. And then you kind of fake do it because your fears supersede your desire. So you just sit there and and just like you said, and I think another way of talking about it is like people overthink things Mm -hmm. way too much, right? People go worry about all the details that really don't matter if you just start because you're going to figure those out either way along the road. Um, so on and so forth. And I think that is the biggest trap thinking you're moving in the right direction while standing stagnant is the biggest trap, right? Because when you know you're moving the wrong direction or, you know, you're, you're, you know, you're not moving, then it's okay. I need to make a change. You call yourself out, you make a change. But when you're like, no, dude, I like, I've been listening to all the push up podcasts. Like I'm going to get fit this year, dude. Yeah. I've listened to all the podcasts. I've read all the books on it. I, I like, I follow all these lifting influencers and it's like, that's awesome how much time have you spent in the gym? And when you're in the gym, how intense is it for your body in whatever way you need it to be? And I would say majority of people listening to this podcast actually don't need more information. They need more action and more accountability. 100%. If you could trade your information for action and accountability, you'll win. 100%. Because, well, it's Jeff Mendez, dude. Uh, knowledge is not power. Mm-hmm. The application of knowledge is power. Yeah. And a lot of people are very knowledgeable and they don't apply it. Yeah. Right. So I think that's awesome. Yeah. And it's crazy. Like there's, I, I had someone approach me recently to, for me to coach them and they're very successful, like mm-hmm. multiple million dollar business. And I'm like, well, you know, why, you know, why are you hanging me to coach? Like, well, I just need some accountability. A hundred percent. Right. And, and, and it was in more of a personal setting, like my personal life, I'm looking for more inner well being. Yep. I need some accountability. Well, dude, it's, I mean, it's, fu- it's, Funny you say that because it, in a lot of cases, right? I, in our industry, it's very, very likely that you're going to be coached at some point. You're mm-hmm. going to go pay for coaching if you really take this job serious, right? And, and a lot of people will go, they'll start paying for coaching or whatever it may be. And then they, and even personal trainers, they'll pay for a personal trainer. And then when they feel like they've learned everything there is to learn and extracted all of the, the nuggets and the knowledge there is, they're like, okay, like I don't need any more, right? And I kid you not, like clockwork, Every time someone stops doing it, and I'm not saying go stick with a certain coaching program forever. I'm saying always have that type of yeah. accountability and coaching and, and, and sur- surrounding every time like clockwork, they go from even, even individual things without paying for it, like reading, like mm-hmm. there are people who will read and they'll go accelerate so fast. They think they learn it all and they stop and then they either plateau and slowly die or they just absolutely crumble until they realize, oh shit, like I, I, there's never a point where I have everything figured out. Accountability is absolutely invaluable. And putting myself in a situation to go and grow every single day is something I need to do. No matter how good you are, it doesn't matter if you are the best in your industry. It doesn't matter if you're the, the top leader in your industry. There is always someone better in some aspect and you should be pulling and extracting that information forever. You should be a lifetime learner always. And uh, yeah, I think that's, it's cool that you bring that up because that's, I see that like clockwork, like people that are in it for the wrong reasons. Like they think they got everything out of it and they bail. Yeah, and that's what's so exciting about being like a human in general is that there's always something really exciting to learn. 100%. And on that note too, t- talking about the accountability, one, one thing that I think needs to be mentioned on this is when you do commit to becoming an expert at something business, sales, relationships, whatever you you want, coaching, whatever you want to call it. You have to understand that you have to respect the process. So if I am a level zero piano player and I want to become a level 10 piano player, I'll hire um, a piano teacher and I'll practice 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 and I'll fail and I'll practice and I'll fail and it'll sound terrible and I'll put in hours and blood and sweat. And after all of my effort and all of my work, I go from a level zero to a one. Mm -hmm. And then I practice and I fail and I practice and I fail and I practice and I fail for hours and hours and hours. And then I graduate from a level one to a level two. 
And so what I'm seeing is a lot of times people are like, okay, I'm a level zero and I want to, and I think I can go from zero to 10. Yep. And so the advice I would give to anyone listening to this, right? 2024, we're hitting the new year, right? The best gift you could give yourself when you're setting your goals is to extend your time horizon. Rather than thinking, what am I going to accomplish in 2024? Mm-hmm. What are you going to accomplish by 2030? 100%. And if you can extend your time horizon, you'll think bigger. You'll give yourself more time. You'll be more patient. You'll respect the process and your goal, you'll you'll create something you couldn't even possibly comprehend. Yep. And so extending your time horizon while respecting the process and you can beat anyone in anything. I've noticed any time where I'm living one year at a time, it's, it's never... Like I never do enough, mm-hmm. but in that first five years when I made my first five year plan, like I was like, I was invincible, right? Because you, you, you it doesn't matter what's happening right now. You know exactly where you're going to be in five years. And then it's crazy because you blow right past that. Yeah. Right. And year one, you typically fall short of what you thought yeah. you would or what you're planning to or whatever. So that's yeah, very, and, very I, and I would say too, that it's, I say it's big goals held loosely. Yeah. Right. Life has this, you know, my favorite, one of my favorite questions to ask people. How good have you been at predicting your life? <laughs> yeah. I've never once, I've asked that question a thousand times. I've never once been someone like, yeah, I've nailed it. Yeah. Right. That's true. Life does not unfold the way you think that it should and it won't. And it's not supposed to. And that's what's so beautiful about it. So when I say big goals held loosely, the reason it's so important to do a five-year plan, because it gets you moving in a sense of direction. Yep. Right. It'll get you moving on the path. And then what happens is you gain new skills you learn new insights, you meet new people, you get new interests, your goals are going to change. So you kind of like loosely hold these big goals and then you create a bigger goal and it kind of just keeps you moving up the path. Yep. Right. And so one thing on that advice is don't be so set Mm -hmm. on it looking a specific way. I love that. Yeah. I I think that's because the only thing guaranteed to happen is change. So I I love that. I think that's gold. Um, So, so, You've obviously seen a lot of people in a lot of different phases of life, a lot of different levels of success, but more importantly to me, you've also experienced a bunch of levels. You've experienced massive, massive peaks, massive valleys. We talked about quite a bit on the last, the last episode. Um, and anyone who hasn't listened to it, go listen to it. It was, it was gas. Um, my question for you is in this journey of ups and downs and like very, very high levels of success in some people's eyes. And then some very low lows from what you've explained to me, like, what have you learned about success? Like that you didn't already know, not the obvious stuff, but like, what did you learn? What, what did you learn that it took those peaks and valleys to learn about success? Cause that word gets thrown around very lightly and it's very subjective. Everyone has a different idea of what it is. And I think if you can help people realize what it turns into without having to go through those valleys and those peaks, like it's, it's, I think it's super valuable. So what have you learned about success in your journey? Yeah. Success to me is when life is happening inside of me in a beautiful way. When life is happening inside of you in a beautiful way. When I'm at ease, steady, calm, optimistic, motivated, inspired, feeling grateful, happy, energetic. That's what we all want. So if I said, Zog, give me a list of the top 10 things you want in your life. And you're going to write down, you know, the new car and the trip to Bahamas and the jet. And I would say, you're lying. You don't want those things. What you want is the experience Mm -hmm. that you think will happen inside of you if you got those. Yep. And so... What's really beautiful is that if I can embrace this being, I'm a force for good. I'm pleasant to be around. I'm hardworking. I'm inspired. I'm smart. I'm intuitive. I'm grateful. I'm energetic. And then I go do the work in business. Things get magical. 100%. And a lot of times people go and do the right things in business or sales, but they're frustrated and they're angsty and they're anxious and they're stressed and they're overwhelmed. Right. And then they just become their own worst nightmare and they don't enjoy the process. Right. You can have a beautiful life where you are inspired and connected and open and grateful and be very, very wealthy and be able to give back and make impact. 100%. And they work together. Yeah. And so true success to me is when my internal state 
is blissful. And, and I've done a lot of personal work on this. Like I've done, you know, a lot of years of working on that. And I just want to, you know, give a, give a an insight to people listening that it is possible. Like my baseline energy when nothing's going on, I'm like on a scale of one to 10 happy. I'm like at a nine mm-hmm. majority of the time. Like when nothing's going on, it's Tuesday, 4 PM, nothing's going. I'm relaxed. I'm happy. I'm, I'm a joy to be around. I'm like a nine and it's possible to get there. And I know that for me to see business success and finance, financial success and make an impact when the people that we're working together with an alchemy, I need to be there. 100%. And then the finances and the money and whatever the cars will come and that's great and that's fun, but it's not the point of it. Yep. But it's there. And so I would say for anyone listening, it's really focused on living a year of excellence in 24. A, come to the come to the Alchemy Excellence event. You're going to get a lot of knowledge. And B, right, focus on the emotions you want to feel first, right? What are your goals for 24? Okay, how do you want to feel? Do you want to feel inspired? Do you want to feel sexy? Do you want to feel motivated? Do you want to feel blissful, right? Yep. And, and, and I know you know this because you're a big Tony guy, but Tony talks about this all the time. It's state story strategy. Yep. Right. You've done this training so often and you're so good at it, but it's like the first step to change and success is you have to change your state. hundred percent. Right. And it's so true. And it determines 70% of your success. Everything. Yep. Everything. And so I think it's just really important that it's yes, the, the accolades and the monetary things you achieve in business are great and it's fun. And we, I had a phase in my life where I was all about that, but I didn't have the being. Yep the beingness and that the two combined is when, you know, you just start living at a whole different level. And, you know, and I still have a lot of work to do too. I'm not, I'm not I haven't, you know, there's I still have big goals and aspirations, yep. but I'm okay with where I'm at and I appreciate where I'm at and I can enjoy where I'm at now as I continue to grow and expand. Which is, <clears throat> which is super special because I'm obviously a very goal oriented person. And I think there's this balance in like true success in life. There's this spiritual balance and this literal balance and, and one of my favorite Tony Robbins quotes is business is a spiritual game. Yeah. Right. And I think what that means and what that means to me is like, if you can truly go and reverse engineer your goals from the source of the feeling you want to get from achieving them, then there's nothing wrong with being st- stupid rich. Like there's like this crazy annotation that, that having money is a bad thing and it's frowned upon. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. Not at all. But if that's your primary driving source, yeah, you probably won't be stoked. You probably won't be happy when you get there. You'll probably never have enough. So if you can, and I guess what you were saying and what it means to me and and kind of how I've implemented it is when I'm doing my top 10 goals or any of my goals, you begin with the end in mind. And what the end is, is what feelings are you trying to get out of that? Right. And then then there's nothing wrong with your goals after that. Right. Then have all the goals that you want, have the fitness goals you want, the earnings goals you want the charitable goals that you want, but really think about the feelings it's going to give you. And the reason I think that's so important in the moment, at least short term, is because when things get really, really, really freaking hard, like when you are about to lose your business or when you are at wit's end, not producing how you're supposed to, to even come close to the goals you want to hit. And your thought is, oh, it's like, do I really care that much to have the car that I said I want? No. Right. And it's very, very like surface level. Do I really care that much to have that vacation? No, that can wait till next year. I'll do that next year. Right. But if it's like, dude, I, I, I want to know, I want to have the confidence that I do what I say I'm going to do. Right. I want to have these feelings that I will get from all of these things rather than just a number. That's when it's much deeper and much more powerful. A lot of people set number goals and they don't really commit to them because they don't care enough. Right. But if you set a number goal and your reason for accomplishing that is because you do what you say you're going to do. And this is your first big example in life to show everyone that you do. And most important, show yourself that you do what you say you're going to do. You're not going to stop until you hit it. Yeah. Like, and yeah, that, that's that's what I would say. And stepping back there, you mentioned, you, know, you have like your spiritual side and then you have like this business side. Yeah. Right. And and to me, I think they're the same. Yep. I think it's all the same. I think the entire human experience is a spiritual experience. But don't you think, I agree with you a hundred percent from, from coming from one extreme right to the middle in, in my sense, or hopefully near the middle. Don't you think that in those two worlds, the other one typically gets left out? I think typically, I think people put them in two different buckets. Understood. I, I think they're the same. Got it. 
my belief is that the entire human experience is a spiritual experience, including business, friends, relationship, career. It's all the same. It's all, it's all, I think life is always asking you to level up, to grow and expand. The, uh, the opportunity of life that is giving you is to teach you something. And so if you're about to lose your business and you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't even care about the car anyways. Well, the deeper question is like, what is this business actually teaching me and asking me to become? Mm. What am I learning from this experience? Am I learning resilience? Am I learning how to dig myself out of a hole? Am I learning to be creative? Am I learning to learn more passion and, and learning how to make difficult decisions in times of trial? And one thing that's really, really beautiful of life, and I want you know everyone listening, ask yourself this question and sit on it. Ask yourself this, what is life teaching me right now? Life is always asking, maybe it's patience. Maybe it's actually asking you to be a little bit more inspired and start working a little bit harder. Maybe it's asking you to make a pivot in your career or a relationship. Maybe it's asking you that you need to start taking care of your physical health. I don't yeah. know, but I promise you this. If you ask life, or God, or whatever you want to call it, ask life, what are you teaching me right now? I promise you an answer will come. Yeah. And that stems from like, as you're saying that it all makes like, that stems from the belief that life is happening for you, not to you. Right. And that also what that creates is if you can, in times of trial, ask that, like, what are God, life, universe, what are you teaching me? You're no longer a victim. Yep. And I think that's that's an extremely, extremely important thing. So I actually want to take that one step further. And I had a massive insight this year on that, right? And so I do think there's actually a third level. So level one, right? Life happens to me, right? I'm a victim. The problem is out there. Who's going to fix it? Someone needs to change. Maybe it's the different president or something. Someone needs to go solve the problem. Woe is me. All these things happen to me. Why is it like this? That's level one. And we know people like that. Yep. Then something happens uh, for people listening to this podcast have probably gone to this other level two, which is like, oh, life happens for me. Like it's for my growth. It's for my development. It's for I, the problem is out there, but I can fix it. And yep. it's kind of like this empowering, exciting new phase of life. Yep. And I think there's a third level. Let's hear it. I would say, you know, level one, life happens to me. Level two, life happens for me. And I think the third level is life happens through me. And what I mean by that is like, there is no problem, right? Life is the, everything that's happened in life is the exact outcome given the inputs. If you put all the inputs in life, we're going to be exact same situation. Yep. Doesn't mean that it's moral or right. They're just or in integrity, right? There's a lot of terrible things going on, but life happens through me is I am a vessel for God. My job is that every moment I interact with is better off because I did. I'm here to Mm -hmm. serve the moment. I'm here to serve life. Life is asking me to help the moment I'm interacting with. Mm. And I am guided and directed and I will get a calling. Like for example, I had no plans to start alchemy sales coaching. It was not in my plans. I know. I remember. Yeah. It wasn't, wasn't, but <laughs> life, I feel like life asked me to start this. Yeah. It was not, I was never planning to do that. I know. And you were the first person you were the, you, I mean, you made a mass and to your credit, I want to acknowledge you for that. You made a massive shift in my life. You were the first person that came to me and said, Hey, can I hire you as a mentor? And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> And the rest is history. And now we have, we have hundreds of, of, of people we work with. We're making a, you know, we just did a trip last year to Morocco. We're international. Yeah. Right. And that's what I mean by like life will ask you what to do next. So I think that third step, life happens through me. Am I a force for good? Mm-hmm. Am I serving the moment in front of me? Am I helping raise the, whatever you want to call it, the vibration or the consciousness of the planet and being a force for good? I think that third level is, is truly, it takes what I call surrender. Yeah. Like surrender to life. I love that. And dude, I, I actually never heard that. So that caught me a little bit off guard. But as, as you, as anyone talks, I'm always thinking like piecing together my brain, how it makes sense to me. And, and the three levels, right? What I've always understood the two levels as is you go from a victim to a victor, right? And the third level, as I'm sitting here, I'm like, okay, does this make sense to me? Do I agree with it? Like, it makes perfect sense. And the reason being is because you go from a, a victim to a victor to a servant. Servant. 
which is like your no your ego's gone, right? And that's that's super powerful. I love that. Typically, yeah, dude, I, I love that. I don't even want to say anything else because I think that's that's money. And typically at this point is when I ask, hey, is there any other advice you'd give? But I honestly think that's a bomb and a mic drop that that it should end on. Like that is so gold. If you can get to the point in life where you remove your ego and you remove the idea of you being the main character and you can go and be a servant, right? To God, universe, whatever it may be, whatever you call it, right? I, I truly believe that if you can get there, and I don't think I've gotten there for sure, but if you can get there, that's where you find true peace, bliss, and everything else that you look for. So I, I love that insight. That's amazing. And if there is anything else you're dying to say, you're welcome to, but more than anything, dude, I, I freaking love you fresh. That's that was a super eye-opening ender. I love that. That's love a banger. You, love you too, brother. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for being out here. And then last thing, everybody, make sure you get your tickets to the Alchemy Excellence event at the end of January. Use the code, Fresh Extended It. That's If you're listening, you get it. So make sure you go and, and use the code, get the discount. Um, and I'm excited to see everybody there. There is going to be some groundbreaking conversations that happen. So I hope everybody's there and I'm excited to see you guys. So thank you. And until next time, as always, much love. Much love. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. Um, As always, it was a blast for me. I hope you got something out of this. If you got something out of this video of value, share this with a friend and please go show your love. We're on all streaming platforms, including YouTube, Spotify, and Apple. Any ratings, comments, likes, shares, they go a very long way and they make it so I can keep doing these things for you. And I would appreciate it greatly. So please go share with a friend. Until next time.